to the Winning Wellness Podcast. In this episode, we're going to empower you to cultivate a collaborative network and seek out a mentor who offers you expertise in a specific area. We feel this approach has been tested and proven, and it's been successful in personal development and also in achieving your goals. This approach can also be known as mutual mentorship. We have today Dana Van Abema and Kelly Hayes with us. Hello. 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 <laughs> a lot, a lot of, that's all we got today is just hellos. <laughs> we're, we're leaving that in, that in too. So Dana and myself uh, got the privilege of working with one another, partnering on a common goal. And we're going to get into that in a little bit. We believe it's truly going to be all the rage at UFG very soon. And we have the pleasure of talking about that today. Many of you already know me, but Dana has been with UFG for a year and a half, where she is responsible for managing a number of HR programs, including performance excellence and goal setting. Prior to UFG, she worked in a variety of jobs and settings here in the Midwest and also out east in Maryland. Super cool. Good lobster right here? Uh, crab, actually. Oh, okay. Maryland, oh, yeah. my bad. Yep. <laughs> um, before she transitioned into HR roles, she was a psychology professor for several years and also ran a college career center. She lives just south of Cedar Rapids in North Liberty with her two teenage daughters, two cats, and a tiny dog. Before we get started, as always, we like to say our disclaimer that um, we are not licensed counselors, therapists, professionals. We are just here to drive conversation around whole person health. We're passionate about trying new things, growth mindset, um, getting involved in the community, and bettering ourselves. And that's really what today is all about. All right. Dana, what exactly is a mutual mentorship? Yeah, I think it, you know, it sounds like that should be uh, like a like a well-defined, well-used term, but in, and I thought it fit really well with, with what Lindsay and I had done, but when I, I went online to Google it, I saw it was used to refer to a lot of different things, but not necessarily um, just one specific kind of thing. But like I said, I, I feel like it felt um, like the like the the right term for what we were doing because we were both really kind of equivalent in our skill set and our but our our past experiences and our strengths varied quite a bit so um, the guidance and the feedback really went both ways in the sense that we were both acting essentially as mentor and and mentee throughout the course of our partnership. Can you share with our listeners how your partnership came about and what exactly did you want to work on? Yeah, well, I, I don't know. Maybe Lindsay remembers it differently, but we were in uh, LDP and the Emerging Leadership Development Program at the same time. And one of the things that we had to do in there was to to kind of stand up and, and talk to the group about something that we wanted to improve upon. And there were several people in the room who said, you know, they were pretty anxious about public speaking, but that was a place where they really wanted to kind of stretch themselves and find some opportunities. And both Lindsay and I had said that, you know, this is something that we were comfortable with, but we really wanted to get to uh, kind of a higher level and, and work on some things and um, and improve in that area as well. And so I kind of made a note and approached her, I think, at, at the next break. And I said, you know, what would you think about um, kind of going on this journey together if it's something that we both want to, to work on? And um, I, f- I feel like we could kind of put our heads together and come up with some valuable ways to use our time around that. Yeah, I think that was a good opportunity for us to form that partnership too. And I appreciated that approach. I know Oftentimes we always say, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I'll circle back. We'll, you know, send an email out. And Dana was really intentional on, hey, we both do this a lot in our current roles. How can we get better? Let's get something on the calendar and let's kind of make this a regular thing. So, yeah, that's kind of how it started. But um, it was, I guess, birthed in LDP. So shout out to that program as well. Yeah, lots of good things come from LDP. Mm -hmm. And then I think it, it just aligned with, you know, 
when that time we were starting to think about goals for the following year, and so it ended up working out really well, and we were able to to make time for it because it, it was a priority for both of us and something that we wanted to, to stick to and, and accomplish. So, okay. What initial outcomes were you working towards, and how have those evolved over time? Yeah. I think that the initial things for me is that I wanted to get more comfortable speaking like without relying on my notes. So I usually kind of write out a script in advance so that I know what my key kind of talking points are. But then I like to be able to step away from that, and I want to be more comfortable doing that. And then also limit all of those ums and ahs, the um, pause fillers or the technical term for those is disfluencies. Um, so I, uh, one of the things I spent a lot of time up front on was was really counting those, mine and Lindsay's, and we would look at other speakers and and kind of marvel at the people who never really did that. And you see that... Um, different people kind of rely on different pause fillers uh, and do things in um, uh, in different ways. So that was an early thing for me. And then as we started kind of digging into some of these books and resources and, and watching really good speakers and, and learning about best practices, both of us were getting really excited about some of those new things that we were wanting to learn and implement and try in our work as well. Um, so that was really exciting. Yeah, it was. And like Dana said, we do have different strengths. So I actually wanted to learn how to use um, more notes and to have more content behind my visuals. And I can tangent pretty easily when I present. Um, and I just have a different way of presenting. Uh, so I really wanted to work on, you know, backing up um, the points that I was trying to get across to my audience. And uh, it was it was really interesting because we both complement each other uh, really well, have different approaches. So I think we, we also would kind of seek feedback from other people over the course of the last several months. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I, I learned and started to realize, you know, as I was doing more teaching in LDP, that I have a tendency when I'm facilitating discussion um, to want to kind of jump in and validate people, but it ends up coming across as interrupting, right? So um, I got some feedback on that, and then it was something that I would actually even tell my audience that, you know, this is something I'm, I'm not great at, I'm, I'm working on it, and I would kind of catch myself, and we would all sort of laugh about it when I, when I interrupted. So um, it was good to use that, that group as, as kind of a, a feedback and sort of learning environment as well. Awesome. How often do you guys meet, and what do those meetings look like for you guys? You want to start, Lindsay? I can, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so we kind of started off meeting every few weeks. And if we had um, an event or, pre- as I say, um, and I feel like listeners are listing, <laughs> like, you better have no disfluencies. You've no. worked on this. But we started every two weeks, and we would continue that cadence. If there was a presentation that came up or an opportunity that came up where we needed the other to be present, to observe, and to look for those disfluencies or whatever specific goal um, or nugget that we pulled out of that book for that week that we wanted to focus on uh, we sometimes met uh, more frequently less frequently but we started to kind of have that on our calendar Dana put those on our calendar really for a full six months um, every two weeks and so that was already scheduled out so it was nice to have uh, that reassurance and that consistency so there's accountability now with that goal with that cadence being every few weeks so uh, that's really how it started yeah, I would say so. Sometimes we we would kind of you know read those chapters, and one of these books that we'll we'll recommend is is by the organizer of of the TED Talks, right? And so within this book, they actually 
um, send you out to, to watch a number of speakers who do a really good job of these different kinds of um, concepts and techniques that they're illustrating. And so we would sometimes watch those together and talk about them. And sometimes we would watch recorded sessions of our own, which um, is something that takes a little uh, little bit of time to get comfortable Cringeworthy. with. Cringeworthy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, but what a great opportunity to have someone you can be, you know, 100% vulnerable with and just sit down and um, you know, roll your eyes maybe at some of the things that you did and, and um, but really support the other person and, and be able to see that, you know, you could tell that they were trying something new and maybe it worked and maybe it didn't. But um, so great to have a, a sounding board for those things. Yeah, I would say just how I view feedback it's, is much different now after this partnership. Um, it truly is a gift and we, you know, support each other and even just having that different set of eyes and that different perspective in presentations helped give me and Dan can probably say the same, just a different confidence and a heightened sense of awareness of who the audience is, what they need, uh, just being much more in tune to how you're coming off to people, reading the room a little bit more. Um, you know, and I even had a few um, opportunities where I was in person for some speaking engagements. I had the opportunity to be a breakout speaker at a conference in town. And um, had I not had that different lens and perspective and feedback, um, I can guarantee it would not have been as powerful. So uh, just um, endless opportunities there if you want them in a partnership like this. What has been the most valuable aspect of this relationship for each of you? Oh, my gosh. Um I mean, I really even love just the the book club piece of it, Mm -hmm. right? So when I get excited about something and learning about um, uh, some sort of, you know, professional book, like, I'd love to have the opportunity to kind of digest and talk about that with somebody else. Uh, But that really ended up being, I think, a smaller piece of this than than we had expected. Um, You know, it was great also just to get to know, uh, you know, a a colleague at a a different level. Like Lindsay and I are, you know, we're both in human resources, so we're Mm -hmm. sort of in the same orbits. But we never would have had the opportunity to spend this kind of time um, getting to know and and supporting each other. And um, I've always been kind of either a manager or a mentor, you know, and I've worked with a lot of interns in the past. And so um, even though this was – we were kind of – at the at the same level this really kind of scratched that itch for me as well and it was nice to I think come at mentorship from a different direction and um and really um now you've got me worried about the disfluencies (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah um I, I think it's like it's it's something that I've encouraged people to do before this this idea of mutual mentorship but I don't know that I've ever really engaged in it right and so um, it was great to really put that into practice and uh, and see how that can truly be effective. Yeah. Okay, I have to ask, yeah. what uh-huh. is the book that you guys are oh. referring to? The book. TED Talks. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, called, it's called um, TED Talks. Yep, okay. It's called TED Talks, the official TED Guide to Public Speaking. Yeah, okay. And, oh, okay. Yeah, and so you would think that um, it's really, and it probably is a book that they give to people before they do a TED Talk, unless they're already a, a phenomenal speaker, which not all TED speakers are. Right. And you might think that it, it maybe only makes sense for a, a TED Talk sort of scenario, like where you're trying to be inspirational or they're like 15 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there are so many takeaways in there for any kind of public speaking, you know, from how you develop your slides and how your slides complement what you're saying and how to rehearse and um, what to do about disfluencies, it really um, is is content that can be applied to a wide variety of settings. If I want to work on my public speaking, yeah. 
and I don't have a lot of opportunities at work to do so, where would I start? How would I, what opportunities can I look for to find? Yeah, well, some things that come to mind for me, um, I'm sure there are Toastmasters groups in in Cedar Rapids. So that's literally just people who want to work on public speaking for fun. Um, It's something I've always wanted to do. We could maybe even start one here uh, kind of within the walls of UFG or the virtual walls. You know, I think just even within your your team, you could speak with with your leader about opportunities to kind of speak to your peers, um, to share out something that you're passionate about um, and, you know, maybe come at that, you know, trying to work on just one or two things. Like if it's if it's confidence, if it's speaking without notes, if it's trying to limit those pause fillers or, you know, really working on the the quality of your slides and how they supplement your message like just pick one or two things to do and to get feedback on rather than trying to do all of those things at once I think that's been really successful for us as well what ideas do you have that's a great way to get started just simply let someone know declare what your goal is get it out there and then you'll be surprised as to either that person might have the same goal or might be very willing from a non-judgmental place to offer feedback and support and just sit in um, on an opportunity in which you're wanting to kind of improve some of those skills and um, we did find a few things on Facebook too if you do search like public speaking you can find groups on Facebook that have um, kind of that common goal we also found some events in the community uh, that came across our desktop just as we had this on our radar then you kind of start to look for that so there are some things in the community that help you enhance those skills as well so and while I'm thinking about it another side benefit of this relationship too I forgot to mention this earlier and I don't want to forget it is from a content perspective perspective it's actually a dual opportunity to have that different lens on for the goal of improving your speaking skills but also I'm learning now more about performance excellence and goal setting because I'm in these presentations so therefore that kind of levels me up a little bit um, just from a perspective that I may not have had before because I'm you know front row to a lot of the content that Dana is presenting and, and vice versa not that Dana needed to or wanted to know more on nutrition stress management and relaxation and some of the lunch and learns but you know there's kind of that um, dual purpose in our partnership too so just from a content perspective it was kind of a nice bonus that's awesome now just thinking about the feedback piece of it I know a lot of people are very very hesitant on giving true constructive feedback how do you get people to open up and give you true feedback Mm. because I know I love it I like I want to know what I'm doing wrong I can't change it if I don't know it's wrong so how do you get people to open up to you yeah um well I think you know by sort of setting up a relationship like this and and I remember you know, up front, we kind of, you know, laid out some, some yeah. ground rules and expectations. And, and, and I, I even said, it, like, are you sure you want to do this? Because, yep. like. I was like, hit me. Yeah. <laughs> give me all the bad. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't hold back. Like, yep. um, I'm, I'm happy to give feedback. I'm not, you know, I could probably be softer and more empathetic at times. And I think earlier on I was, you know, and there were two positive things for every critical thing. And then finally sure. I was like, can we just move past that? But right? that's how I got better, though, <laughs> truly. I mean, that's really how, how I got better and how I just kind of hone in on some of those skills. It was put to test when I had that uh, speaking engagement in person. And I just will never forget. I'm reading back through some of Dana's emails and mm-hmm. some comments on recordings that she had watched of mine and just truly trying to apply it in real time and to get it in my mind for the next opportunity. So it is a gift. It's a good thing. I remember there was one time that I, I sat in on something and it was 
it was all terrific and I could see you doing the things that you had wanted to try and you know you know what I'm talking about um but there was this one piece in the middle that um I was like oh she's not gonna like how that went (laughs) right and so then we we met kind of a couple days later to debrief and rather than saying like hey there was this piece in the middle that was a little clunky I was just like you know how did you feel about it overall and was was there any part of that that you know didn't really go the way you'd hoped and like she went right to that place and said all the things that I would have said right so that was again and, you know, my natural tendency is to give feedback and to sort of tell people things. And I'm trying really hard in, in all of my work to d- take more of a coaching approach and questioning and getting people to, to maybe draw those conclusions on their own. So, again, that's where because we were kind of on equal footing and neither one of us was the mentor versus the mentee, mm-hmm. it really set us up really well for um, trying to – to stay in that space of, of just coaching each other. So what is something you learned about presenting and facilitating that would be useful to our audience? Yeah, well, I, um, I wrote this down in quotes because I wanted to say it exactly as it's written in that book, which is your number one mission as a speaker is to take something that matters deeply to you and rebuild it in the minds of your listeners, mm-hmm. right? So anybody who, who's, who's seen a TED Talk kind of can see how that that plays out over and over in in that environment. But um, I can apply that as well to talking about goal setting or performance reviews or performance excellence, right? Because these are things that I do believe in and I'm passionate about and and people see that and probably find it kind of funny because they're not, you know, probably, Lindsay, far more people are passionate about health and nutrition and fitness. It's a little lighter sometimes, but yeah. (laughs) Um, But these are things that I I feel when when done well and thoughtfully, they only make make your job, you know, as a, a leader or a, an employee um, more um, uh, kind of intentional and, you know, um, uh, you know, it kind of becomes easier to know where to put your effort and to see where you stand and to have those conversations, those, you know, manager-employee conversations. Um, and that a lot of people dread these activities or feel that they don't add value or whatever. And so, when I think about this statement, what that means for me is I need to step out of the the tendency to just, you know, create an e-learning or, or speak to leaders about the logistics of this process and the rules and the guidelines and the categories for the goals and whatever and really focus on trying to get them to see the true value and kind of build that enthusiasm in them that I have around these things. Yeah. Yeah. What, do you, yeah. what was your favorite takeaway, Lindsay? I really, what spoke to me was you want to be able to solve a problem for the audience. And that just never left me, you know, because I often, and Dana would say this too, I have the tendency to, I, I would say I'm a relatively confident person. I'm in kind of my own lane at UFG. I kind of have my own um, expertise in my own corner, which I'm very blessed um, to be able to have that. But at times I can downplay and minimize and shrink the information that I have to present because it's not maybe at as high of a level. It's not necessarily strategy focused or um, maybe business focused. And it's more, uh, you know, obviously personal health and well-being, mental health is very important. But I will oftentimes downplay what I'm presenting um, and just it can come off as I don't have confidence in it and then I just lose the audience in that because I'm not presenting it in a way um, that's serious sometimes. So just knowing that I'm solving a problem and 
kind of working backwards, creating my content, um, knowing maybe what problem I need to be solving first, and then working back and creating my content when it comes down to the words on sides, to slides, to my cadence, um, to my audience. Uh, I have the opportunity to talk to many different business units about what is specific to their team. So if I'm talking to surety or IT, it's going to be a little bit different. What's a problem that we need to solve within that group? What are common themes? And so instead of being more generic with my content, I've been able to be more specific and think, okay, I'm here for a reason. I'm going to make an impact and I'm going to solve a problem. Whether that's true or not, that's the mindset I'm going to have. And that really stood out with me um, in this book for sure. Just giving me more confidence and um, taking my content seriously. Therefore, my audience will too. Awesome. So what suggestions do you guys have for people who might be interested in arranging something like this for one of their goals? That's a great question. Um, I would say that it's really important to have kind of two people who've landed independently on this goal or this thing that they want to accomplish. And it you know, could be their specific objectives are a little bit different, but um, think about it as, as sort of similar to, you know, preparing to run a marathon for the first time, right? You're going to, probably going to do better with an accountability partner, but it's you're going to want it to be somebody who also wants to run a marathon for the first time, right? It's going to be hard to just bring someone along on that journey, expect them to bring the same kind of uh, investment and interests that, that you have. So um, it's also, I think, ideal for you to be pretty equivalent in your skill level, even though, again, like Lindsay and I said, we have you know, different purposes, different backgrounds, different different skill sets, different strengths, but um, I would say overall kind of equivalent. So it wasn't the case that, that one of us was, a, you know, a very skilled speaker and the other was just kind of trying sure. to, to step into that arena. Um, that can certainly work as well, but I would say that's more of a mentorship than a mutual mentorship, mm-hmm. although learning can, can go in both directions there as well. Now, is this something that, like, your supervisor or manager can recommend because a lot of us don't share our work goals with each other so I don't know what your goal is going to be so as a supervisor you see your whole team's goal and you see identify two of the kind of same goals could it you yeah say hey oh, guys why that. don't you work together mm-hmm. on For this sure. Absolutely. and soundboard yeah I mean like we said LDP is a natural environment where everybody's mm-hmm. talking about things they want to get better at so if you're enrolled uh, in there, or even if you've done it in the past and you had a cohort, you know, look back and think about those folks and how you might be a mutual resource to one another. Uh, but yeah, any any anybody at a level who has their eyes on, you know, lots of goals or is having those conversations about possible goals is mm-hmm. certainly in a position to, to match people up. That's a great idea. Do you have any resources to suggest for listeners? So we did talk about the TED Talks book earlier, um, but and that we talked about how impactful that was obviously looking on Facebook connecting with those that are like mind that you know might have that same goal chatting with your manager HRBP uh, to match up with somebody that might be after the same thing you are is a good start and like Dana mentioned Toastmasters uh, we looked at the ah counter uh, as a document that we kind of referred to and helping each other diminish some disfluencies Um, Dana anything else that comes to mind yeah, just, I mean, so we actually created a resource if there's anybody out there who wants yes. to do what what we did, and it kind of outlines what our learning objectives were around um, public speaking, and it has these resources linked on there, uh, and even kind of a place where you can plug in your own um, agenda and calendar for, for meetings. But I would say um, you could use that document as a model, even if you wanted to work on something different, right? So 
uh, I could see that you know two new managers easily could get together. And again, you you know you can learn about being a manager by being mentored by an experienced manager that you admire. Um, but also, there's nothing to stop two new managers from getting together or just to to talk through things that they're facing every couple weeks and reading some books and reflecting and um, maybe bouncing ideas off one another before they kind of move ahead with a with a course of action. So that's and there are, are any of a number of arenas where you could apply this model and and really take things away from it. Yeah, like Dana said, we hope you copy our approach and use this document when it comes out to do what we did and to improve and just to get that different perspective. And feel free to make this something that is more organic. Uh, Like Kelly talked about, if a manager uh, sees two folks on the team that have that common goal, go after it and talk about what that may look like. And you can establish a different framework, certainly, but please feel free to use ours. And I'll just throw this out there. Please let Dana or myself know if we can be of help. Um, If you have public speaking as your goal and you're thinking, ooh, this might be my sign to hone in on that goal and to refine some of those skills, let us know. We'd love to help out. Awesome. So what is one thing you'd like our listeners to take away from today's episode? Dana? Oh, gosh. Uh, I feel like I've said it six different ways, but (laughs) just to really think creatively about mentorship and who can be a mentor and, and what that might look like and who you can learn from and how. Lindsay? I would say even if you aren't sure if you are impactful, you are impactful. Um, And Dana helped empower me to realize that and to just gain more confidence around the presence I have no matter where I'm placed and what I'm doing. So just know that you do make an impact, even if it doesn't seem like it, you have the power to do so. And this approach can really help you make a bigger splash at UFG. Thank you so much, Dana, for joining us for the Winning Wellness Podcast. And like Dana and I said, please reach out to either of us if you need anything along the lines of goals and if you might be wanting to enhance your public speaking skills as well. We'd love to chat with you more about our mutual mentorship framework. Thank you so much, Kelly, for driving the conversation. And listeners, please share this episode to inspire others and spread the word about our podcast. If you or someone you know has an inspiring story to share, we've interviewed lots of UFG employees internally. We want to continue to do that. We have awesome people here. So please hit us up. Please let our employee well-being resource group know if you have something that you would like to share that will help others. In the meantime, be sure to hit subscribe and join us next time for a real conversation around whole person health. Just a reminder, all content and information in the Spirit Podcast from UFG Insurance are for informational and educational purposes only, and we do not constitute professional advice of any kind. Although we strive to provide accurate information, the information presented here is not a substitute for any kind of professional advice of any kind or professional client relationship. You're responsible for conducting your own due diligence to ensure you have obtained complete accurate information as may be appropriate or suitable for your specific needs and circumstances. The opinions or recommendations stated in the Spirit Podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of the company.